Someone, someone was like, so, so you probably have some more time to do your podcast now. And I was like, yeah, let me lay something out for you, though. The one is a sports <laughs> podcast, and there's no sports happening. And the other one is a pop culture podcast where there are no movies and no events happening. So yeah. let me lay out for you everything that we can talk about. <laughs> he wants had a diaper obsession and would dig his dirty diapers out of the trash. He's Hunter George. He once had a hole in his knee and didn't even know it. He's Bo Mullet. And this is The Hunter and Bo Show. Why are mine always like yours is usually usually like something happened and you didn't know it or or you got yourself into some awkward situation. And mine are always like I did something weird or stupid. Mine are always mine are always like he he wasn't aware or he was an awkward person. And yours are like this guy might have grown up to be a serial killer. Okay, so the diaper obsession thing, I want to get clear. This was when I was a child. I don't, it doesn't matter. Nope. (laughs) That doesn't get you off the hook. (laughs) Oh, um, anyway, you you want to go first? (laughs) No, but you know what it reminds me of? What? Sometimes dogs go through a phase where, like, like my, my dog went through a phase where they would you know you let them out to do their business yeah and then they do their business and then they turn around and eat it but i wasn't okay i wasn't like territorial over my feces i just and i i'm taking into full consideration here the similarities are uh, similarities it's not the exact same thing you're not eating it as far as i know thus far (laughs) so the thing was okay I, you know, when you throw something out and you just feel so nostalgic and it just hurts your being and it doesn't matter if it's, if it's like an old sock that you used to wear or a t-shirt that, or trash or waste. Yeah. (laughs) I would get so attached to my diapers that I would wear that I would cry my head off if someone changed me and threw it away. And so I would have to go run to the trash can and I would dig it out and put it back on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now this is starting to be the same thing as eating it. This is starting to go home. No, it's not. I would have to put it back on because I was so... It was... I had such separation anxiety with my... (laughs) with my diapers. I, uh... (laughs) Did you put it... the same thing. Did you... Did you... (laughs) Did you put it back on over the clean one, or did you refuse to have the new one? I didn't want the new one. So you refused to have the new one. <laughs> but okay, so it got it got to be kind of um, it got to be so bad sometimes that I had a babysitter who lived down the street from me, and um, she tried to change my diaper, and she didn't know about this, <laughs> and she tried to throw it away. 
<laughs> and I went to the trash can. I dug it out, and I did it so many times, and I was screaming my head off the whole time. I was having such a temper tantrum that she had to put it on top of the fridge <laughs> so that I wouldn't get it. <laughs> Your parents didn't, like, explain this to her? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it was three. I don't know. Or two. Two or three. I don't remember. But Well, I'm just thinking if this is something that my... I don't like, I, I don't think your age has anything to do with it. If this is something <laughs> that I know that my child does and I leave them in the care of someone else and I'll say, oh, by the way, <laughs> if, he, if he needs his diaper changed, just don't do it. Like, let us handle that. So... I um so it'd be on the top of the fridge and I would try to climb the fridge Lord. to try to get it and um yeah I I mean I don't know how to describe it any other way I had such an attachment I felt such an attachment to that diaper that I couldn't let go of it it's the same thing like if you I still get that kind of that kind of like sad feeling Wait. when I th- when I throw away things you know like if you throw away an old like sock like i'm saying you know like oh i've used this sock so many times it's been it's been through so much with me and now i have to throw it away it's that kind of thing (laughs) what kind of sock is it what do you mean what kind of sock is it well is it like a is it just like a regular like white sock or black sock yeah it's like an old sock that just got worn out maybe has holes in it now yeah see that's different that's weird um why (laughs) See, or, like a like, shirt. or like you, a shirt that you've had for like a long time and it has sentimental value. I relate to the shirt. The sock is what I don't. Sock, same thing. No, it's not. Why? Socks don't have an immediate connection to anything. Or like a pair of underwear. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, like you wear. Okay, so if you like have a pa- like a few pairs of underwear. That you've just like had throughout the years, and now they're getting worn out. You need to throw them away, buy new ones. That makes me sad every time I do it. Like I'll do it. See, it I don't sad every time. I don't mind stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe you don't mind stuff like that. Like I can throw that out away, no problem. Like I don't have that any. Way. I don't have any emotional connection to socks or underwear. <laughs> It just makes me sad. I, I might, I might get bummed if I, if about like a shirt. Like I have a bunch of shirts that I don't wear because I've outgrown them, but I hold yeah. on to them because like they have some. There's something. It's not just like a blank shirt. Like I could throw out like a, <laughs> like a, like just a blank generic yeah. T-shirt. But like if I bought it at something or if it has something on it that has sentimental value what about this like a toothbrush like you've worn out a toothbrush and the only way i'm holding on to a toothbrush is out of laziness to switch over to another one i wouldn't hold on to it i'm just saying it's sad when you throw them away no not really no why is it not (laughs) because what has a toothbrush i mean it's you. I know what the it. answer to that is, so I'm not going to ask it. But the, so much, and it's become a part of you. You picked that toothbrush out 
because you loved how it looked. Maybe the color was your favorite color or something. That is not any judgment on how I buy toothbrushes. What? How do you buy toothbrushes then? I see. Oh, that one's nine ninety nine. That one's eight ninety nine. It does the same thing. I'll take that one. Eight ninety nine. What kind of toothbrushes are you buying? I don't know. I just threw out a price. <laughs> They're not that expensive. <laughs> Maybe I just get nicer ones that last longer, and then I I grow less attached to them. How would you grow less attached to one that's more expensive? <laughs> I would be way stingier with a more expensive toothbrush. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand how you give sentimental value to these objects. Okay, there's objects and then there's objects and they've become like say i can throw out a piece of trash no problem like wrappers yeah old food uh paper i just want you to know i want to thank you because i know my mom listens to the show and she gives me a ton of crap about not throwing stuff out and i think she can get a new appreciation based on what you're talking about i still throw it away i'm just saying it's hard to do like a wrapper no not that kind of stuff i'm talking about the stuff that i've been talking about like socks or a blanket perfect example is a blanket a like, blanket's different than a sock a blanket's different than a sock obviously it is yeah. <laughs> But you you don't see what I'm saying. You don't understand. I do see what you're saying. Socks are different and are treated different. Okay, so what if a blanket gets like a really bad stain on it, won't come out, you have to throw it away? I don't I wouldn't throw a blanket out because of a stain. Maybe that's where we differ. Well, <laughs> no, it, if it's like a like a blood stain that you can't get out. Oh, you got to like hide the evidence or something. No. <laughs> what we're saying, like, what if you get like a like you get an injury and you start bleeding all over the place? You have to use a blanket because it's the closest thing around. And you have to use that and wrap it around your leg or something. If I love the blanket enough, I'll bleed out before I use it. I'm not. S- <laughs> <laughs> and you don't understand what I'm saying? Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> so I said that blankets kind of are different than socks. <sighs> Going off scenarios okay, that even if it's me. just even if it's just a random old blanket, like it's not. If it's a random old blanket that means nothing to me, I wouldn't have a problem throwing it out anyway. Why would you have a problem throwing out a blanket, no matter what it is? <laughs> it depends on the blanket. Okay, say so you walked into your to someone's house and they have a blanket sitting on the couch, and they hand it to you and say, "Throw this away when you leave." I would. Not. I have no attachment to that blanket. It's not my blanket. It's a blanket. What it does inherently is, I, I, I don't know. It's it's you can't <laughs> throw it away. What do you mean? What? Why not? I mean, I would throw it away, but I would. It would physically hurt me every time I would. I mean, are we talking? Is it like a super nice blanket that they have that they just want me to throw away? No, it could be just some radio blanket. Then what's the deal? I don't understand what your argument is. <laughs> you never understand. You just won't. I, I'm literally, I have no idea. Certain objects just have is. that kind of attachment to humanity. 
I don't understand where you get that attachment. And I think that's the problem in me understanding the entire scenario that you've presented. I don't understand where I get the attachment either, but it has attachment and you just know it just hurts you certain things and you throw it away. No. <laughs> Fine. Let's talk about your knee. You had a hole in your knee and you didn't even know it. He didn't even know it. Um, didn't know it. Did you throw away your knee? No. <laughs> I exactly. Because you have sentimental value to it. <laughs> I had a hole in it. It wasn't a hole. It wasn't like my knee combusted. <laughs> if my if my knee really in in reality, I probably have the knees of an eighty seven year old former accountant. And uh, former the, accountant. Why does that have to? Why is because that? their knees probably aren't in great shape. Um, That's so specific. Then, like it's not like I have the former knees of an NBA player or something. Oh, okay. They're like keep their body intact. Like the accountants <laughs> just sit all day and their knees. I feel keep- like an NBA player might have worse knees than an accountant. No, I'm sure. I'm sure all professions have bad knees. But the the. <laughs> well, but think about it. An NBA player would use their knees more frequently and have more impact to their knees. I feel like overall. That's true. What's so a, when they're what older, is a good profession where there's a a healthy balance. <laughs> Healthy balance. If you use your knees too much, you have bad knees. And if you use your knees too little, you have bad knees. So what's Maybe like a like an Olympic swimmer? Yeah, they'd probably have good knees. Yeah, cause, well, because there's no you know there's no impact on the knees. Swimming's healthy for your joints. Plus, you know that's why I need to get a personal pool. Well, there's only like a certain amount of of time, like a certain amount of years, where you're prime for Olympic swimming anyway. So it's not like they're swimming their entire life. I mean, up to that point. Up to that point, they would be, but then they kind of retire after a certain point. Thirty-five years. Yeah. So, and then they're just kind of. Then they're just swimming for exercise. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I have really bad (laughs) knees. Is (laughs) the tangent I was trying to avoid? Um, But so. Oh, I will. My initial point was that I have really bad knees. If I needed to have a knee replaced, I wouldn't think twice about it. I'd get it replaced. Um, <laughs> no sentimental value to that knee. You wouldn't um, notice. Anyway, this was in first grade, and it was at recess, and someone pushed me, as was normal, onto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so sad. And to, so like there was, we were. It was like a small school. It was a small parking lot, and at the one end of this parking lot, it like went it had an incline up to like the next property. So there's like a little like hillish thing um, of okay. asphalt, um, and so someone pushed me into this like into that hill like not it wasn't like i went down onto like the level ground i went down like into the like the incline okay um (laughs) and it felt like i skinned my knee and (laughs) so Uh went on with the rest of recess yeah normal look at your knee and be like am i bleeding no i just felt like i skinned it it didn't feel like anything you didn't even check it out no, As a kid, just, I would I would immediately look at my knee to see what happened. Well, I do now after this. Um, it just felt like I skinned it, and 
<laughs> Wait, I'm just trying to picture this. So you fall down, you feel your knee get skin. You don't even check it out. You just get up and you're like, you fall and you go, oh, just a skin, and go back to running around. Dude, we were we were in a game or something. Obviously, like I I was locked in. Um, but so. Anyway, so rest of the recess goes on. I get we go inside, and then I think after recess, it was like the teacher read us a book or something as a class, um, and so I'm sitting there, and I mean it's probably a good solid, like there was probably like 15 more minutes of recess, and then it was probably 15 minutes into this reading so it's probably like a half hour after the initial fall and um they're reading and all of a sudden i just feel my like my pant leg is wet and well that could mean a lot of different things yeah so i'm like (laughs) especially at that age um my pant leg's like wet and so i'm like what is like did someone spill like a, a drink or something? And, but then, but so I, so I like grab like where I feel it wet and it's like soaked like on my hand and I'm feeling like the entire like pant leg is soaked and I pull up my pant leg and my leg is just red. Oh no. <laughs> and there's like puddles of blood gushing out of my knee. Oh no. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> and I raise my hand and the teacher's still <laughs> reading. Your hand. Yeah, I raised my hand. The teacher's still reading. Um, and I have my and I have my hand raised, and she's like looking at the book, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting there with my hand raised, and um, eventually, like this girl sitting next to me looks over at my leg and starts freaking out, and she just starts yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher's like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "I just, I just need to go to the, the first There's... aid or something." <laughs> and and she was like, "Well, what for?" Like, and because she hadn't seen it, and what I was like, "Well," for? and I was like, "Well, well look at my leg." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Well, what, what, are, what do you, what for? Why are you disrupting class or whatever?" And uh, and I and I was. I literally just said, oh, there's just something with my leg. And then she sees it and she's like, oh, my. She like starts freaking out because like my leg, like when I say my legs like red, I mean, like no part of my leg is my skin color. It is all blood red. Uh. (laughs) And so (laughs) and she was like, oh, yeah, okay, Yeah, you 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 go over there because it wasn't super far away. And she didn't like take you. I would have like rushed the kid over there. And so I, I walk over and, you know, as you stand up, like it's just running out faster because it was kind of pooling as I was sitting with my like my leg out. Um, but now it's just like full on running out of my leg. So I so I get to the office and I'm like, hey, I need like a band aid. <laughs> <laughs> I need a band-aid. And she's looking at my leg. She's like, oh, my goodness. And she's like, okay, uh, let me get. She's like, well, let me get a rag and let me get like a washcloth. And so I got it all cleaned up. But I had a hole in my knee and I didn't even know about it. I still have the scar. That sounds terrifying. (laughs) 
I probably would have cried. It sounds less terrifying than crawling back in a trash can to pick up my dirty diaper. Not to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was messed up. (laughs) That's the point. This is the part where you say was. Was. (laughs) Well, good. Well, good. Good to see that we're reacquainted. I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah. Yeah. We had a failed failed attempt on Facebook Live that turned into Instagram Live. Well, why? Let me ask you this. Why would Facebook strip us of the right to do two people on on a live video? I don't know why it would, because it owns Instagram and it has Instagram do it. Yeah. And And especially in this trying time. Yeah. (laughs) Where obviously we're not going to be able to get together. Yeah. And do this live. Facebook's biggest thing is connection. Yeah, they want to keep us separated. And they want to keep us separated. We've talked about a lot. We have. And we haven't even gotten started. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get going then. Well, let's get going. Talk about your Pete Davidson boy. He's our Pete Davidson boy. <laughs> oh, you'd like to think so. <laughs> no, I I like. I, he I like. Uh, he came up. Pete Davidson came out with a stand-up special on Netflix. How was it? Did you see it? I didn't. How was it? It was okay. Um, <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, I don't know how to review it. I had, I think I had higher hopes going in because I have liked him on SNL. Yeah. Um. And and his uh, his uh, bits on Weekend Update are pretty good, yeah, and yeah. that's basically stand up for him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so and this is so this is coming from someone who already likes Pete Davidson. Yeah. Um I thought it was okay. I thought there were funny moments. It wasn't anything mind-blowing. Yeah. Um I guess on the plus side, it was pretty I thought it was pretty short for a stand-up special. It was only like 45 minutes or something like that. Really? Huh. Um that was a short set. So it's not like uh not like Usually they're at least an hour. Yeah, so it's not like I invested like a ton of time in it or anything, right? Um, and there was some, there were some good moments. Um, he talked about you know controversies that have been on on SNL and Ariana Grande and mm-hmm. the aftermath of that and sure. whatnot. Um, but it just wasn't anything. There wasn't anything in there that I thought like, oh, that's different, or oh, that's like something I hadn't seen before. You know? Yeah, was yeah. Like, what was the something I was gonna go run out and say like, oh my gosh, have you seen? <laughs> it was just kind of like it was pretty much well, like I well, have nothing else to do, and you know, you're quarantined and right, <laughs> stand up right. specials. It's okay. Right. Um, and with him being friends with John Mulaney, I thought maybe that would have some impact. 
mm-hmm. um, because John Mulaney usually knocks it out of the park when it comes to stand-up specials. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not overly convinced on John Mulaney in other um, other forms, but stand-up is really his. You're not like him as an like as an actor or. Well, I don't like. Have you seen um, the the John Mulaney and the Sack Launch Bunch? I have not because it didn't I, really interest me to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I I tried watch. I, you know, I love John Mulaney. Yeah, so I turned it on and I got about. 20 30 minutes into it and was like i can't do it <laughs> i like john Mulaney too like he's my favorite comedian but yeah that didn't sound interesting to me at all <laughs> yeah. yeah so i think i think he's had a couple swings and misses i don't um, in I, other I don't, in other in other media forms i know people aren't gonna agree with me this but i i don't like big mouth i'm not a huge fan of big mouth either but yeah, I don't like Big Mouth, and I know a lot of people do. I just think it's kind of like gross. No, for sure. I uh, I had the same when I I tried out because I I love Nick Kroll, love John yeah. Mulaney. I love a lot of people who are doing voices for this show. I do um, too, and, and I think it's like an all star cast. But I just think it's gross. Yeah, so I, I tried it out. I think I watched like three or four episodes, and yeah. I was like, I just can't do it. Just like <laughs> everything about it is just like disturbing to me. Like the, the animation style is yeah, off-putting. The, the animation style is odd. It's off-putting. Yeah, and and, and the con and the 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 topics that each episode revolves the plots, around yeah the plots are the plots are gross, gross. <laughs> and they're about kids so it's even more gross and and i in a sense when i first was pitched the show um like by um people who had seen it or you know ads for it yeah i was intrigued because you know it's like um you know, some of it is relatable because, like, being a teenager going through puberty is gross. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, and, and so, I understand. And so, that like, the, and so, like, the top it deals with the topics of a teenager going through puberty, but it elevates them to such a level where it's like this is yeah. just disgusting. <laughs> I understand that relatability of it, and like. Yeah, I you could relate to a few things. Be like, oh yeah, that's how I was back in middle school, but but I wasn't like that. <laughs> no, and oh my gosh, it's just disturbing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't get into it. I understand people who like it, but I just I can't get over. The- I mean, it's kind of the same way with me and Family Guy. Like, I know a lot of people who love Family Guy. I used to love Family Guy, and and that was like the big thing when I was in school. And I've never been able to get into Family Guy or The Simpsons or anything like that. I've never really been able to get into The Simpsons, but I was a huge Family Guy person for a while. Or like South Park or America, like Cleveland Show, all those different. Yeah, you know, cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I don't know. I was able to get into Phineas and Ferb. 
I thought that yeah, was yeah. Superb was fantastic. And I wasn't really able to get into Rick and Morty either. I I okay that I I disagree with you there. I love Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I I watch Rick and Morty night and day. That's, a, that's I watch I watch the only episodes I've seen of Rick and Morty are ones I've watched with you and or Drew. Yep. And I just wasn't overly impressed. Oh, <laughs> uh, that makes me sad. That's okay. That's okay. Not everybody has to agree, and that's okay, Hunter. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> so, yeah, the Pete Davidson stand-up was okay. Okay. In, in short. In, short. <laughs> in summary. <laughs> in summary. Yep. Do you want to talk about Tiger King? I do want to talk about Tiger King. <laughs> so it's my understanding that you haven't seen Tiger King. I have not understood. Here's what I know about Tiger King. I have not seen it. I really don't have any interest in seeing it. I watched the trailer on Netflix. You say that now. I, I, from what I understand is it's this blonde mullet guy mm-hmm. with polygamy out the wazoo. Yep. Who, houses these tigers and there's a controversial way of how animals are treated yeah. um, and the there's so, someone who murders someone yeah sort of um so just watch the first episode and you'll be hooked <laughs> so it's a it's a mini like documentary series and it's about this guy named Joe Exotic. And, okay, everybody on this entire show is insane. <laughs> like, literally crazy. But this guy, he's like the worst of them all. <laughs> so, so he's the blonde mullet guy um, who has... At one point in the show, he has two husbands at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he ends up marrying someone else um, after that. And it's it's just, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. So he loves tigers. And he opens up a zoo because it's his passion. And he has all these tigers and all these animals. And he like is breeding them um and it's really unethical how he treats them and and uh his staff especially because you know they're there pretty much volunteers he kind of gets them like out of out of jail or like he goes on the streets and he finds them and he gives them like a home you know Mm -hmm. but uh he's paying them like a hundred bucks a week and and they're working like twenty four seven nonstop running the zoo for people to come in and you know witness and he's like breeding these tigers so that he can make money and he's like having them pet the cubs and stuff and and there are zoos like this all throughout the country um and they they kind of play a role in this in this too but essentially um I I don't want to get into like too many spoilers or anything. But there's this woman, uh, Carol Baskin, and she runs sort of like a a big cat. It's called Big Cat Rescue. It's like a cat sanctuary in Florida, in Tampa, Florida. And she's like totally against all these other zoos that 
um, are treating the animals kind of unethical because they'll they'll breed and breed and breed these tigers, and you know they won't have the resources to take care of them, or they'll exploit them, and and you know which. In my opinion, Carol Baskin kind of does some of the same things. She just doesn't breed the tigers. Essentially, she'll just keep these animals in like a safe space where they can live out the rest of their lives because she's I like, have, rescuing them. You know? I have seen where this lady and someone else are like on a heavy PR tour right now because they were told they're like suing the makers of the documentary because oh. they were that it would keep the it would make them look good and this documentary just makes them look really bad it makes it look like she set up someone to kill her husband or something okay no that's what joe exotic is saying he's saying that she killed her ex-husband no that's what she's saying like that's not what happened well obviously yeah but that's what like joe is saying you know like he he has like all these campaigns going on about like she killed her husband, she killed her husband. I don't think the documentary makes it look like she did kill her husband or anything. I think it's I actually I don't, don't know. From it. what I've heard, there the people who I've know who have seen it say that she definitely did it. Well, look at listen to me. I've seen it and I'm telling you right now. And and <laughs> um, and I don't think OJ the Simpson OJ Simpson said she's did it and takes one to no one. That's true. Um but I think, I think the the documentary is very um, documentary. I think it's very objective. I don't think it's like trying to sway you one way or the other. I think it presents the the evidence. It pre- presents everything that you know the whole story, and I think it lets objectively. You, yeah, objectively, I think it lets you decide for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, it has people's opinions in there but not from the filmmaker's point of view it's other people's opinions on the on the matter it's not like they made it look like she oh she totally did Mm. like the filmmaker went and interviewed different people and had them say their opinions but they never gave the filmmakers never gave their opinion on it or had it look like it was a certain way so i don't agree with that but I don't, I don't. When I watched it, I was like, I don't think she killed her husband. But I also don't really like her very much. <laughs> yeah, that's. It sounds like a whole bunch of crazies. And apparently, this is a oh, show that. In it. Apparently, this used to be like a show that was like available for everyone, and like, like it used to be like on the internet or something. Okay. Yeah. So there was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because so Joe Exotic had this zoo and he paid this producer to come and film his internet web show that would get like very few watchers. And so he'd do like a show every night at six o'clock um, and it'd just be him talking about like whatever and like showing his zoo and stuff. And on the side, this producer wanted to make a reality show about Joe Exotic and the zoo um to you know become a reality show on network television it would be this huge thing um but then all the data cuz they've been filming it for like a, a year or two or something and so they had all this data and all this footage that they kept in this uh studio on the zoo property and the whole building burned down and from what it tells you you begin to think that maybe joe was the one that burned it down because he didn't he 
wouldn't have any ownerships or right to that footage and he didn't realize that and he got angry when he found out that he wasn't the owner of it and so it makes you think okay maybe he did this to himself and so all that footage was lost and it was never backed up anywhere so that never became a show Mm. yeah there's so much drama it's like you'd think someone was like writing this for a movie or something it's crazy so you think maybe this documentary was um, pre-planned? No, I don't. I definitely don't. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, like these these people are characters, like out of a story. It's crazy. I just, I don't like the way it's overtaken everything. Like I can tell you, like what what is it? Hello, cool cats and kittens, or something. Yeah, like, Look, like cool cat, kittens, Carol Baskin from Tiger Rescue, <laughs> or big, I, big Cat Rescue. I just uh, I don't get it I watched the trailer uh, Okay you didn't watch the show I watched the trailer and get, and it gave me No um, No desire It is just Watch the show It is so entertaining to watch these crazy people And you need to watch it I did see a couple uh, memes Where there's the husband and wife in bed and though not of the show, they're just like, um, oh, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. That means the husband and wife in bed, and the wife is saying, Oh, I bet he's thinking about how to protect our family from COVID 19. And on the <laughs> other side, the husband says, I could have had a tiger for two grand this whole time. That's what I was saying. Okay, that's the <laughs> shock for me this whole time. I thought, ti- you know, I thought a tiger would have cost like up to 50 grand. <laughs> like on the low end, <laughs> up to up to fifty grand on the low end. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out, like the high end for tigers is like ten thousand, and the low end is like two thousand. And it's like, oh my gosh, he could have gone and bought a tiger. <laughs> like I didn't realize they were so cheap. Come on. <laughs> And I saw another one um, of there is someone driving in a car with a skeleton. And uh, from the show. Okay, I don't remember that. That's kind of the point of this meme is that it said by this point in the show, we had been so dazed by how crazy everything was. We saw this guy driving in this car with a skeleton in the passenger seat, and we didn't think anything of it, and the show didn't feel a need to explain it. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so that was probably the least crazy thing that happened in the whole show. <laughs> I just I saw I saw the trailer and I thought, why is that? And then everyone was talking about it. It is a fun time to say the least. <laughs> I really liked it, <laughs> and I, I really liked the uh, the filmmaker because there's a there's a few points uh, where he's kind of in it talking to people. You know, <laughs> he's just kind of funny. I don't know, <laughs> like you can just tell he thinks that all of this is really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bo, why don't you give me a little scoop on the morning show? I haven't seen it. Okay. I know Nick Kersonis we had on, he had seen it. Um, 
back when we had him on. Yeah. And I remember him mentioning it. But so I Chris took a couple, took a couple things that he said into consideration while watching it. But um so while you spent your weekend watching Tiger King, I spent my weekend watching the morning show. Okay. And uh, I have to say, I've, I I came out of it with mixed feelings, and I'm not sure I would recommend it. Oh, it's a very, it's a very weird story. Um, I've heard it's very good, so this is surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Um, it was just really strange. I, I was expecting one thing. First of all, first of all, I want to call BS on Jennifer Aniston and anyone else associated with the show who apparently when they were promoting the show were talking about how nothing correlates with Matt Lauer or the Today Show. Yeah. There are too many similarities for them to have not taken anything from that. <laughs> like way too many specific similarities. Um, I bet they just well they they can't come out and say uh, yeah that's what I'm thinking I'm I'm sure that they based the entire thing off of that and yeah. that they just can't say that they did for legal reasons or something um but like someone even said like Steve Carell even kind of looks like Matt Lauer like it's <laughs> it's like oh is he the character that's supposed to be yeah okay. Um, but anyway, this entire show, uh, well, I want to start off with some of the good aspects, some of the good aspects of the show. A lot of the plot lines are very well written. A lot of the storylines are done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple that I weren't, wasn't a fan of. Okay. Um, but for the most part, the storyline that, I mean, the storylines are essentially what kept me watching the show uh-huh. uh, because there wasn't much else. The acting is very good. Um, Reese Witherspoon kind of felt like took on like a whole nother persona. Um, Steve Carell was very good. Jennifer Aniston. Um, I think she was uh, well considering. Yeah, I'd say she did very well. I think the acting all around was Mark. Duplass, or however you say his name, was maybe what? Who is he? I don't know if I know him. He is the he plays the like the show executive. Um, he oh that guy from Office Space. Maybe yeah, he's from the league. Yeah, and Office Space. Um. He, I think, was the surprise because I'd seen him in the league and I'd seen him in a couple (laughs) other things, but I'd seen him in the league as I mean, that's probably his most famous reoccurring spot. Um, And he's also a bombshell. Remember that? Yeah, I remembered him from that. Um, I watched that, by the way, and it is I completely disagree with you. I would have totally seen it in the movie. Oh, stop in the movie theater. Oh, no, I will not stop. I, I, I was sitting in the movie theater saying I feel like I'm at home. 
anyway, um, I thought he was the surprise because just because I'd seen him in such a like, I mean, the league was kind of like a raunchy comedy show and he was like a <laughs> very dramatic with comedic parts. Yeah, but it was. A st- I mean, the morning show is very more strictly dramatic than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wait, Mark Duplass wasn't the guy from Office Space. He just looks incredibly like him. See, I didn't think he was in that movie. <laughs> well, he looks at just like the guy. Ron Livingston is that guy's name. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, so I thought the acting was good. I thought the storylines were good. The things I had a problem with were, I think there were zero characters that I was rooting for. Like, like it seemed like just a batch of awful people. Um, and really just confirmed my dislike for the news (laughs) because I thought, well, if this is how, like, if this is how we're portraying these people, yeah, act outside of the camera, right? Um, See, I bomb, mean, bombshell made me think that too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I mean, I, I guess Mark Duplass's character and Reese Witherspoon's character. Um, had redemptive moments, and by the end, it was largely redemptive. Uh-huh. But but it just <laughs> it the for the majority of the show, I felt like I was just watching a bunch of people I hated, and I didn't want to watch it anymore. But the storylines were intriguing enough to keep me in. Okay. Um, there was also a ton and usually I'm not someone to complain about this but there was a I get a little annoyed when there's so much language that it feels like it's just in there for language sake like it doesn't feel like a natural script it feels like they're using words to use them um oh F I can't effing believe it this is so effing get the F away from me well, what if you effing did this? Well, what if I effing did that? Like, but not in an argument. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, it was just like, it literally, and it, it was literally just about every sentence. Um, oh, wow. Was some word. And, and it just, and just like, <laughs> and there are some movies where it makes sense in some circles, you know, characters would that would make sense but sure yeah it largely was like it largely felt like no one actually talks like this you were well, just given the MA rating so you can say it as much as you want so you put it in literally as much as you possibly could well, I don't know though I think there are some people that do talk like that especially no, there are no for sure but this was literally every character all the time okay <laughs> I see what you're getting at. I, I mean, it, it, there are some there are some movies that's just like that. But it's just like it felt like language for language sake. It didn't feel like a natural. It didn't feel like you would naturally flow that into the conversation the way it happened. Sure. Okay. Um, and so just 
and and I did agree. Uh, Nick had said that they were planning a season two, but he hoped that, or it sounded like they were going to plan a season two, but he was hoping that they wouldn't do a season two because it's like um, self-contained enough. Yeah, that's. I mean, it did seem like, um, like it ended, and I was like. Yeah, that's a wrap. I don't have any other questions. Like, <laughs> like, and like he said, like there, you know, there's a couple things. Like, you could always make another season because I think as long as not everyone dies, there are still right. stories to be written well, about because the characters. They keep on living, so. But the every. Except, you know, except maybe a couple, but it seemed for the most part, every storyline was pretty much wrapped up by the end of the show. There wasn't really anything to go off of for a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So, I mean, we're quarantined. At this point, it's like everything. It's like, well, we're quarantined, so... It's not bad. You can watch it. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard it's hard to make like a recommendation when you have nothing else to do, but sure. um I that's what I that's what I would say about I I've heard some people really like it. Um I would I would say it's okay. Um I would have liked it to be more um to be more like based on a true story than it was very highly fiction. I mean, like it was, it was definitely a fictional story. Well, yeah. Based around real events. Okay. Let's talk about this is us, Bo. So the season's over and it's just in time because we're all quarantined forever. Yeah. The season's over and it's just in time for me to have nothing but time to watch. This is us. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm really glad that they were able to wrap it up and like with filming and everything before, um, you know, this outbreak happened. So um, what did you think of the ending of This Is Us? It just about killed me. I actually the 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 ending of the season did. It was rough. It was um, very rough. I wasn't. I mean, it wasn't the most emotional episode. No, um, but it was definitely. I mean, one it did, of the most aggressive. No, <laughs> it was very aggressive. Um, I would actually say the episode prior, I believe, was the uh, spoilers. The episode before, I think, was before it was. Uh, what if Jack lived? Yeah. Oh, that was so emotional. I was highly disappointed with that episode. It took a completely different turn than what I was expecting. What do you mean? I was... It became... With the with the preview of the show, I, I had emotionally prepared myself to see a played out scenario where Jack lived. Yeah. And what I got was an episode centralized around Randall. <laughs> See, I had never envisioned this, so it didn't disappoint me, but seeing as you had envisioned it, that make that would make Because sense. the preview the preview had said what if Jack lived and it was all with footage of Jack in the future. Right. 
And so I envision an episode where I saw if Jack had lived instead of an episode where this is how Randall thinks it would have gone if <laughs> yeah. Jack had lived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand that. Honestly, um, I was upset with R- Randall a lot this season. Yeah. Um, I was sure. also upset with Kevin a little bit. Um, Somewhat, but not as Toby much. was a disappointment. Toby almost always is. What? You shut your mouth. I love See, Toby. I'll tell you something. The two, uh, I won't. I don't wrap wrap Toby into that. The character that I tolerate the most is Kate. She was better this season. I thought. I think she's a little bit to find her place in all of this. She was a little better this season. The first, I mean, that, I have not liked her since the beginning. I didn't like her a lot in the beginning, but as we're going through, I think she's developing a lot, and I think she's a lot better. So, and I like Toby. I thought he dropped the ball a lot, but he's getting better toward the end of the season. Yes, yeah, he was. Um, and Randall was just being kind of manipulative and Randall definitely took the deepest dive this season. Yeah. He, he was always the one was that like, was like, I'm really interested to see what he's happens. My, he's my favorite, but I was getting yeah. so mad at him. Kind yeah. of like Randall, why are you being such uh like jerk? Yeah. Honestly, like, cause he was, he was denying the fact that he needed help for so long. And I'm like, Randall just, Go to a freaking therapist. Yeah. Like, Randall, you need to. Like, so many times. And, you know, he was being a jerk to Kevin a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin, I mean, that's fair because Kevin's a jerk to him a lot. A oh, lot, a yeah. Lot. For sure. However, yeah. I would say I think in adult life, Kevin has gotten better. I Well, yeah, he's definitely gotten better. I love Kevin. I think he's like. I think. He's I think come a lot better than he ever was. Yeah, I think the first 25 years of Kevin's life, he was, was spent mostly hating Randall. Yeah. And honestly, I, I did think he got a lot better. I think he grew a lot as a person. I think he's the best version. I think the, of I think the character who tracked it up the most this season was Kevin. Yeah, I think he's the best version of himself right now, except for when he's that that thing he said to Randall at the end of the season. Randall baited him into that. I okay, I understand the tensions were high, but that was awful. Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe he said that. When he said that, I almost like died. I I totally believed he said it because I knew he was gonna say it before he said it. I didn't think he was gonna go that far. I was like No, I I was like as soon as what did Randall say to him? What did Randall say to him? I forget. Right before that. I don't remember. Uh, Something about you're not even you're not even chasing dad. You're chasing me. You're in my shadow. Something like that. Yeah. And my and my problem has been ever since you something. He said. And then Kevin said the worst day of my life. and, And right after Randall said it, the Kevin's. Kevin says the worst day of my life, and I go, I bet he's going to say the worst day of his life is when they brought Randall home. And, and that's exactly did. what he said. 
Oh, that was awful. It hit me so hard because I thought they had grown so much and it mended their relationship so much, and then it just completely but shattered. Randall, but Randall shattered it. I think it was both parts, but yeah, mostly Randall. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's that's why I don't. I am not as upset with because I do think so. As much as Kevin was awful to Randall, I yeah. think. I think Kevin has been awful to Randall for so long. I think I think the show's explained this that Kevin Kevin was always jealous of Randall because Randall yeah. always got extra attention Bobby. and had good grades and you know stuff like that. Um, and so I think Kevin has kind of grown up in this yeah like constantly being jealous of randall and then he randall manipulating their mom to do what randall wants. i hated that oh my gosh like i could see where he was coming from but i was like no it was a trash move it was definitely very selfish and very manipulative yeah and i was like buddy i see where you're coming from but you need to let things be. If people don't want to do what they don't want to do, you can't control people and make them do things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so, just so. Oh, so I have less of a problem with Kevin because I know uh, while what he said was heavy, that yeah. has been that has been the place of the most hurt for him. And you can definitely understand where he's coming from when he says it, but oh man, it was harsh. Oh. Man. <laughs> And there were several times during that fight where I was like, oh, Kevin's going to hit him. Ke- oh, Kevin's going to hit him. Oh, watch out. He's gonna well, I thought him. they were going to get a full-on piss fight. I honestly th- thought so, yeah. And then he said the thing. He's like, I'm not some out-of-shape mugger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Sucker punch me? I'm not some out-of-shape mugger. Yeah, and I was like, oh, he's going to deal. They're going to tussle. They're going to tussle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're going to tussle. <laughs> yeah. So no, I I'm I think was this was the most emotional season since I, season 2. Yes. Um can I I don't know. There was some of that stuff with Nikki that I just found in rough. season 3. Season 3. Yeah. Um, but I think I would agree. Season four on a on a more consistent basis. Season three was definitely emotional. I'm not saying that. I think the whole show is emotional. But I think <laughs> I think overall season one I did not find very emotional. See, and that's why you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think season one was definitely very emotional. But I think it was just getting you ready for season two. <laughs> yeah, no, season two was by far the most emotional. Yeah. Um. I just want to say I hate one storyline. Literally awful. I can't stand it. What one? Let me see if you can guess. I'm trying to think. Uh, one storyline. Who who does it have to do with? That would give it away. Uh, uh, Jack? Like Kate and Toby's son? No. No. Um, you hate one storyline. Is it Kevin and the girl from the yes. army? Okay. No, not in the army. 
Wait, the Are you, you tricked, kid? You tricked me into admitting it too quickly. Wait, Kevin, Kevin, and and the girl that got pregnant, uh, Kate. Yeah. Yeah, Kate Sprint. Why do you hate that? I literally I th- I that hate really cool. that storyline so freaking much. Why? I am terrified about that storyline. Why? Because because that will ruin the show. I disagree. I don't know why you're saying that. I cannot stand that storyline. Why? I'm asking you why. You're not giving me... You're just saying that you can't stand it. <laughs> I'm fired up. I... I cannot stand it because I can't stand her. I've I have well, never like liked her, her ever question. since she was introduced as a character, and now okay. she's going to be around in a very significant role. She was meant to be hateable when she was first introduced, but now she's different. She's changed, and she's a better person. Nope. <laughs> yes, she is. Nope. I think she's fine. I don't even think she's been in it enough for you to judge that. <laughs> no, no, it, she's been, she has been in it enough. You just said she was put into the show to be hateable, so she has been in the show initially, enough for me that to dislike her. her. Initially, that was her role as a character to be like there was, but there was no turnaround period. It was I don't like her. Now Kevin's sleeping three. with her. Now she's <laughs> pregnant. No, it's called season three when her and Kate became best friends. I didn't like her then. Oh, wait, that was season two, wasn't it? Season two or three. I don't I don't care. I didn't like her then. I didn't either. But then they became closer friends and she became a better person and she's become a really good friend to Kate. And I don't know why you're bad mouthing a poor little girl that got pregnant from Kevin, <laughs> the sleep master. <laughs> no, I hate on what's her name. I'm saying there was, there was that, like you said, she was put in the show, to be, she was put in the show to be disliked. And there she was, was put in the show to be disliked in season one. That was her role in season one. It's been three seasons since then, Bo. And they haven't changed that role until two how, episodes how where Kevin slept her? with her and then she got pregnant. <laughs> How are you saying they that they haven't changed that role? Because I've never liked her. <laughs> That's you personally. That's a you thing. The way they wrote it was not intentionally like, oh, Bo's going to hate this character. <laughs> Always. We're going to make her grow. We're going to make her a better character. But Bo's just going to hate her no, for no I, reason. I really hate this storyline. I uh, Well, and, I really hate you. <laughs> I mean, just from a... I'm just kidding. Oh, From it. a Kevin standpoint, like it's not even so much that it's her character, but, but the fact that it got intertwined with Kevin. Like I didn't like if she stuck around as Kate's best friend. Okay. I think it's ironic that Kevin was like, I want to be a dad. I think I'd be so great at it. And then he got his wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited for Kevin and for Madison, and I think it's going to take their characters to a whole new level, I presenting literally... all these challenges in such a wholesome way that I think, I think it's the culmination of Kevin's arc. And you're saying that it's trash. It and is. No, it's not trash. You're trash. That's what. See, <laughs> what you just said is exactly what I'm afraid of. I think it's the culmination of Kevin's arc. 
And if that's what the culmination of Kevin's arc is, I will be greatly disappointed in how Kevin's rest of his story Kevin turns. is so scared that he is going to turn out the opposite of his dad because he thinks his dad was the best dad ever. And he just wants to be just in like, his defense. And now he has the opportunity. He was. In his defense, he was what? Jack. Jack. Yeah, well, well, obviously, yeah, but. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is a lot to live up to. No one's disputing that Jack wasn't Jesus, Bo. (laughs) (laughs) With a drinking problem. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus with a drinking problem. (laughs) I think we have uh, different opinions. I'm, this, I'm, I'm, I'm literally scared for how the how this storyline plays out in the rest of the series. I think you're out of order. Where do you, where do you think it's heading? Where do you get off? <laughs> <laughs> I think no, it's heading toward Kevin being a responsible loving family man and I think that's great because I think that's what he's needed and I think that's so what he's saying, been for his whole life so you're, you're saying that that will be a whole family it won't just be him and the kids or no the kids. it's going to be him and Madison and the kids see that's what I'm afraid of why are you afraid of that because of Madison what is wrong with Madison there's nothing wrong with this woman <laughs> she I, it was a I'm see. I'm worried that this is going to turn into exactly what you said because because Kevin made a mistake by sleeping with her, and now that's just going to be his life. What do you mean? How do you I know mean, it was a mistake? It wasn't a mistake if he's willing to... It was very clearly a mistake. They should not have ever slept together in the first place. Okay, but they did, and now they're choosing to deal with it instead of walking away from, you know, everything. No, I see, I would be more on board with working to deal with it where she has the kids... And he's a part of their lives, but they're not together. Okay, I'm not saying that I I think they're in love right now and they need to get married and have, you know, this whole family right away. I think it's something that they're going to work toward, you know. See, I don't want that. Why don't you want that? That is so responsible and such a good thing to do. And I don't know what is wrong with you. Because she is not right for him. Why don't you think she's right for him? You don't even because know. I, I really don't like her. <laughs> you really don't like a character that hasn't been developed. That, I, that is with, hate. that is with a character that I do really like. This this storyline will derail the whole Kevin side of the show, which is a third of the show. This, mm, I strongly disagree. Mm, I'm gonna butter you up. <laughs> I, like if if this hadn't happened at all, I would be fine. Oh man, I think this was such a good turning point for Kevin's Uh-oh. arc, and I think you're so wrong, and I can't wait to prove you wrong when season five comes out. I I live in in a state of fear, not because of Corona, 
because Kevin is currently to, in a situation. You just need to Matt. wait and see how the relationship develops. You can't even say anything right now when nothing has been developed thus far. Gosh. That's that's why I don't want the relationship starting like this. I don't want it to this feel forced. It's a surprise. It's not forced. I don't want it to feel forced. It will ultimately be forced if the only reason they are together is because of these kids. Okay, they're not <laughs> together right now. And I understand that, but you're saying that's where they get. I think that's where they will get. And you and don't, think don't think the kids play a role in that? I think it might. You know what? Yeah. I think it's possible. And in that and in Madison that situation, never, it feels forced. It's not forced if they're if they're really good together. They're not. You don't know that they haven't been together. I've seen them separately. You've seen them separately. You've yep. seen them separately. One who's been the central character in the whole show, and one who's had like maybe ten guest episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't been developed enough to, for you to decide that? Ah, oh, I'm gonna throw something in the trash, and I, you know how much I hate that. You, you know there is another character <laughs> who hasn't had many more episodes who I do feel would be more equipped for this role. Who? Who? There's a limited number of guesses. Uh, people he's been with previously. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, they're not options. So why are you even bringing them? One in? is. Who? No, tell me. I'm not playing this stupid guessing game. Just tell me. <laughs> There's a heavy, limited amount of guesses for who I could be thinking of. Uh, well, maybe two. <laughs> one of them is married. One of them left because she didn't want kids, and he did. So who are you talking about? Which one left because of that? What do you mean, which one? I forget that detail. Zoe. From season one? Season three. The army girl. No. Zoe. I don't, I don't remember Zoe at all, but that's not who I'm thinking Beth's of. Beth's cousin that he dated for a whole season. Oh. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. Who are you thinking of? The army girl? No. Who the heck are you thinking of? Sophie's married, so... But she ain't dead. But she's married. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Sophie's married. Not (laughs) happily. What do you mean, not happily? You don't know that. Have you seen her episode? You're making all these assumptions that... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You act like you're freaking... Dan Fogelman himself over here. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a twist? Uh, me and you would have some words, Mr. Fogelman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know if you. I don't know if you saw the episodes that she was in, but clearly, clearly, still has feelings for Kevin. Okay, maybe, but I feel like that was resolved. Nope. I think it was, and I think she is not willing to get out of the marriage that she's in just to be back with Kevin, who didn't work out with in the first place. The first time when they were super young, but now they're older. Uh, The first time, I would argue, was a mistake. 
I think if she, if he had wound up with Sophie, I wouldn't have been sad, but I also would have been like, mm, not really fulfilled with that. I kind of wish it was someone else. I no see if he ends up with Sophie, I envision that it is some. It first of all, is it unpredictable? No. I think it's very predictable that that would be the outcome. However, I think they do it in a way that is some giant, grand, like, three-episode trilogy. And it becomes the, uh, what'd you call it? The culmination uh, of his arc. No. I don't think so. <laughs> Nice try, but uh, and I feel like this. I feel like this other storyline was forced in. I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that, and I think I'm, we'll just have to wait and see what the cards I, play. Your lack of concern gives me anxiety because I am a ball of anxiety over how this storyline plays out. You're a ball of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Over this storyline. Yep. That there, is the best possible thing that could happen for Kevin because it's pretty much everything he wants. Nope. In quarantine, the only thing that matters is this is us. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, buckaroo. Send us your thoughts, hunterboshow at gmail.com. Uh, you're obviously going to agree with me because Bo is a psychopath who doesn't have feelings. You're obviously going to agree with me because we all know that would be a better story. I think we all know that Madison is just fine. He literally had her upside down at one point, Bo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you don't do that with people you don't like. <laughs> um, okay, we're done with This Is Us. I'm just getting too heated about that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Onward. 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 So I was able to see Onward in theaters, even though it was only in theaters for like two weeks. <laughs> um, I was able to see it opening weekend, um, but I know it's now on Disney Plus, which is... Did you see it in theaters or did you see it on Disney Plus, Bo? I saw it on Amazon Prime. Oh, you did one of those rentals for in theaters? Actually, I think I bought it. I, oh. I own it now. <laughs> there wasn't a rent option. Okay. It was just... 20 bucks to get it. Well, that's, you know, that's not a bad deal. And uh, especially for this movie. No, it was very good. Yeah. Uh, so what were your thoughts of the movie overall? And let me just say, if it would have been made by just about anyone other than Disney and Pixar, probably wouldn't have risked it with a 20 buck own. But, um, but I what did you think of the movie? It would be a good movie. What'd you I think thought it was great. You thought it was great? Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. Another fantastic movie by Pixar. Yeah, take my yeah. <laughs> And and I do think I think I find Pixar to be interesting. Thank you. Because because, <laughs> because they they have been I think when they were first starting out I think, I think, first of all, this is probably going to come in a different context anyway, because I was born before Pixar started making movies or right after Toy Story came out or something like that. Like, I mean, like, well, what was the first Pixar movie? Was it Toy Story? Toy Story. Um, 
And literally, Toy I'm Story. Look at the next, just in case. What? Um, no, yeah, Toy, Toy, Story was... Toy Story was the first one. Then a the Bugs Toy Light. Story was the first full-length feature film that was computer sure. animated, and that was before I was born. It was 1985. Yeah, so like we were literally born into an era where computer animation was a thing for movies. Yep. yep. Um, and I think when they were first. Dan Fogelman wrote Cars. <laughs> Sorry, I just I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for Pixar. Dan Fogelman wrote Cars. Did you know that? No. Well, you do now. He also wrote Tangled. Oh, is Tangled Pixar? No, but I'm just so. that's just a fun fact. Oh. <laughs> I didn't think so, but um, no, I think when the, I think there's going to be a difference between when I was four watching Toy Story and when I'm 24 watching Onward. Yeah. Um, but I think when they were first starting out, you had all these, um, you had all these like iconic characters, like one after the other. Like this is how Pixar built their reputation. They had Toy Story, they had Bugs Life, Monsters then they had Inc. Monsters Inc., then Finding Nemo, Nemo, then Incredibles, Cars, Cars. Ratatouille, um, yeah, Wally. That's uh, See, that's when it started going down. But are the, you kidding me? What? Look, look me in the eyes and say you don't like Ratatouille. I was not that big of a fan of Ratatouille, and I really wasn't that. It's big of a fan. rats controlling chefs with their hair. Exactly. What more could you want out of a movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I remember I saw Ratatouille. It was okay. You like I saw Wally. Wally. It was okay. I wasn't a huge fan of either one of those. You're saying okay. What is wrong with you? I wasn't a huge fan of Wally. Wally. Wally makes you believe in objects. That's that's where my attachment to objects comes from. It's from Wally, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Up. It's... Up was okay. Stop saying okay. You're going to tear my heart out. Up was amazing. It makes you want to cry every time. For the first two minutes. No, for the first seven minutes. Okay, fair. And then the rest of the movie is based off of that first seven minutes. So pretty much makes you want to cry the whole time. No. Makes me want to cry the whole time. Anyway, you you come off of these... I mean... The first eight films they had were just smashes. Sure. And and, and sure, that led to success. I know a lot of people that like Ratatouille, like Wally, like Up. Um, I haven't seen The Good Dinosaur. I need to see that. The Good Dinosaur is good. I think we all agree that Cars 2 is the worst one. Um, I never saw Cars 3, so I don't know. (laughs) It was better than Cars 2. Um, Well... There you go, then. Yeah. But so what happened with Pixar is largely now they come out with sequels, long overdue sequels at that, uh-huh. to Toy Story, Incredibles, Monsters, Inc., um, Finding Nemo, Cars, and... Every once in a while, they make a movie that is an original idea. Yep. And the original ideas, I think, 
are some of the best movies that they made. I agree. I think like, they need to Onward and Inside Out. Yeah. Those are but fantastic. They the haven't caught on the Not same feel-good. way that the original char- they haven't caught on the same way the original characters they developed did. Which is really strange. Mm-hmm. I think that um Pixar they really get you how to they they really know how to get you to feel. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. They're like, how can we make our audience feel? We're gonna just stab them in the heart <laughs> every time. How do we make a movie for six-year-olds that make forty-two-year-olds cry, as well as six-year-olds? <laughs> um, but yeah, Onward was definitely one of those. No, Onward was great. Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Who, who would have thought Star Lord and uh, Spider Man? been great in an animated film together i'll tell I, you what i knew I, that. I knew that but let me also <laughs> say i thought chris pratt stole the show oh chris pratt was amazing oh tom holland amazing <laughs> tom holland great but chris pratt i thought was the clear standout i feel like you know it's weird because i feel like chris pratt is similar to the character he plays in onward yeah or, but, or he has played similar characters. But I also think this was a very different type. Like, this was a... He played it very different than he's played his other characters, if that makes sense. What? How do you mean? I don't know. It just felt... Because I'm like, okay, this... Yeah, it's clear why they picked Chris Pratt to, to play this role. But then, while he was playing it, I was like... I kind of forgot at some points that it was Chris Pratt playing it. Because I was like... He's playing this very, very differently than he's played other roles before, and it's, like, really good, you know? No, I... I, Like, it's very distinct. I thought it was... I thought it was very good, but I never forgot it was him. I'm not saying I actually forgot. No, but I'm I'm saying, like, like, it wasn't, like... It didn't feel super different for me. I'm saying, like, I was so immersed with the way he was playing the character that he convinced me that it was a completely different person, you know? And I'm saying that he didn't. Okay. Well, that's (laughs) for me. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just, the, the whole storyline is set up to make you cry. Um, because you know, the whole time you're in the twist at the end. Oh, the twist at the end. The whole... Wait, what What twist? <laughs> <laughs> um, spoiler alert. Um, the twist where this entire movie has been Tom Holland's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... To see mean. his dad. And at yeah. the very end of the movie, he gives up the chance to see his dad so that his brother, yeah. Chris Pratt, can have the chance. I love that he, he realized the and, whole time. And that he realized the whole time that while he what he was looking for to find in his dad, he has had with his brother the entire time. I love that. that Because I feel in the beginning, he really didn't appreciate his brother. And he was really embarrassed mm-hmm. of him, honestly. Yeah. But he realized that his brother had been there for him the entire time, mm-hmm. acting as his well, did you do you know the true story behind this story? No, I I heard a little bit about it, um, but I don't know enough to talk about it. So you go 
essentially I saw Chris Pratt did an interview on Jimmy Kimmel about it. Um, and essentially like Tom Holland's character, like the little brother yeah. is the person who wrote this movie. Yeah. And his older, he worked on, I think, I think they said, um, I can't remember if him and his older brother worked to make the movie or if he made the movie. Yeah. And then at the premiere is when his brother saw it for the first time and saw what it was about. And it was basically his story of they had lost their dad. Yeah. And at the end, it was his message to his brother in the similar way of the story. Yeah. How he, his brother had been there for him the whole time. Yeah. That's so sad and so awesome at the same time. <laughs> okay, so this wasn't this wasn't the funniest. Uh, no, it wasn't. This wasn't the funniest Pixar movie, but I don't think that's what they were going for, and I really appreciate that because I, I, I mean, there were definitely and, funny and, parts to let you know that it's like okay, kids, you know, would have it enter, they would be entertained by this, you know. Yeah. Um, Similarly to Inside Out, Inside Out, I don't think was the funniest, although I did think it was very funny. Yeah, there were funny parts, but that's not the main point of the story. And I really appreciate that about this because they're not going all in for the laughs to try to downplay the whole message that they're going for, you know, Mm -hmm. overall, just, you know, fantastic made you makes you cry. It was so good. Yeah, because I definitely didn't see that coming where he went through his list and he was like, I've done all of these with my brother. Yeah, I give him that opportunity to reconcile with my dad. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. I do, I I would say I thought the animation was weird. I liked the animation. I didn't realize until the very end of the movie that they were elves. <laughs> Even though they said that at like the beginning of the movie. I didn't realize that. And then at the end of the movie, they were like, who would have thought a couple of elves or whatever? And I was like, oh, they were elves. I just thought they were blue people. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I did think the and similarly, if I hadn't been told they were elves, I wouldn't know they were elves. Well, yeah, because you've never seen like a blue elf before. Um, But I, I just thought the, the I think that might be maybe why this movie, I mean, granted, the big part of why. What was wrong with the animation? I don't understand. I just thought it was it was strange. Like their dad, I thought was in the flashbacks. I thought I just thought the concept of kind of what creatures they were was odd, and I liked it. Thought it was interesting, unique. I thought I did think it was unique, but I think that might be that might be why it doesn't take off as much as some other movies that Pixar has done. Now, granted. I, I think a big part of why it won't take off like other Pixar movies is because of the we were in theaters for two weeks. Uh, yeah, but it was it did steal the show for that those two weeks. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel really bad. I hope a lot of people rent it and, and watch it on Disney Plus and buy it because it's definitely not going to make enough money. <laughs> no, uh, which is really sad. Um but my, I was going to say my mom is really prejudiced against animated movies and she'll not watch them. Really? Just because they're animated. 
And I'm like, Mom, these stories are so good. And she's like, no. I literally spent the first eight years of my life exclusively on animated things and refused to watch anything with an actual person in it. Me too. <laughs> you know? I think, you know, and I, I think having conversations with my mom like, oh, I wouldn't like that show. And she's like, why not? And I was like, because they're real actors. I think that that reason like our our kind of generation grows up and continues to watch cartoons is because that was ingrained with us like throughout our whole childhood and everything. And I think before that cartoons weren't no popular things, you know, no, not at all. What? I think I think previous generations were very much raised on cartoons. Have you ever talked to someone from the old days? I'm talking about good cartoons. Are, I'm sorry. Excuse you. I'm talking about good cartoons. Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry. Those are okay cartoons. They don't have like plots. Yes, very true. I mean, like they have short plots. It's not like they're. Yeah. Okay, they're good. Let me define Beauty and the cartoon. Beast. I'm talking about well-established. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Cinderella. Disney. Okay, these are movies. What what animation are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about specifically cartoon series, you know? Television? Television series. 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 Um, and so, you know, I think we grew up on ones that ha- that were like, you know, there were the occasional stupid ones that you just watch for, like you know, like, like SpongeBob or... Ren and Stimpy or those kind of things. Uh, but then, you know, there were the, the ones that we grow up on where they just had fantastic storylines. Uh, you know, that, that even now I would watch them and be like, oh, this is a fantastic show. Uh, like? Like Avatar, Last Airbender. Um, didn't see it. Like Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Didn't see it. Yeah, well, you're an idiot. That's why. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, think, you know, things like that. New I Adventures think. of Winnie the Pooh. The New Arthur. Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, great example. <laughs> Arthur. Arthur. Okay example. <laughs> um, but what I'm getting at is I think cartoons continue to develop and are continually accepted as things that are not just for kids now. And I think that's why our generation has kind of just always been immersed in cartoons like our entire lives, you know, because they're constantly getting better, especially recently. And they're more socially accepted as things that are for everyone. Whereas that's true. You know, as whereas generations previous, they're like, oh, that's an animated thing. It's for it's for children. Yeah. yeah. Like Sausage Party. <laughs> like Sausage Party. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I definitely think I definitely think they have been more tailored towards the gen, gener, uh, general audience than strictly for kids. You think of the latest um, franchises that have really uh, taken off, uh, and. And I think Pixar. I think Pixar was a big part of that because they yeah. really did make movies that the whole family could enjoy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you look at kind of Disney in general, and you could, and you you talk about like the humor that's for adults. Yeah. In a Disney movie that just goes over, which I think is and I think that's inc- more. I think is an incredibly underrated skill. 
to be able to know to be able to know a joke that only adults will understand but is still so adult like i i don't because some of those things like they aren't (laughs) no like they're they're an adult joke yeah but to know that that joke will not be perceived by the child yeah and then later the child will grow up and understand the joke and i think and that's the kind of thing i'm talking about i think that's a trope that has but you look at like how to train your dragon you look at toy story you look at um uh shrek like some like some of these films these franchises oh especially shrek i would say (laughs) were, were were built to be enjoyed by the entire family yeah and i think i think that's a trope that has relatively recently become popularized like i i would say late 90s on mm-hmm. you know or not even late 90s maybe early mid early to mid 90s mm-hmm. like you know because even if you go back and watch toy story no that's what yeah toy story was yeah i think pixar was a big part of this definitely because yeah. people saw pixar have success with a ge- like a general family movie and everyone wanted to do that yeah mm-hmm I was okay. just going to say, in this time of isolation, there have been many a celebrity who have been going Instagram Live, Steph Curry, One Republic, um, like pretty much any band, <laughs> Rob Thomas. Um, like, they're all going live. They're all making videos of them performing at their homes or whatever. Um, so to provide kind of yeah. entertainment. Didn't Elton John have a... a yeah, Elton John did like a whole concert in his living room or whatever. Yeah, along with a bunch of other celebrities. To raise money. Yeah, a bunch of other musicians. What um, we're not going to praise, though, is Gal Gadot's uh, Imagine. That Imagine, I was going to talk about that, yeah. Oh my gosh. I saw this thing, um, John Mayer posted a video where he was like, and it's it's a it's parody obviously but um and satire but he was saying like they actually asked me to be in that video um but i thought they were talking about imagine by ariana grande yeah yeah (laughs) and so he cut he cut it so that you know, it was the normal video where they were singing Imagine by John Legend. And then he, they were, he put himself in there singing John Lennon, you know, yeah. Or what did I say? John Legend. Sorry, Lennon. Yeah. Um, and he put himself in there singing, uh, <laughs> imagine a world like that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs> no, that, uh, first of all, I don't know. I forget who it was. It might've been Crystalia. I don't know if you heard this. Um, first of all, how is this inspiring? Because imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. Okay. You are living in hell. Now imagine there's nothing great about what you imagine the greatest thing you thought was coming after this life is not there (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i think they were just trying to give hope or something but i don't think it really comes across that That was a misfire but yeah a lot, I think a lot of I think a lot of the uh, I, I've seen a lot of Instagram lives. I mean, people doing. Um, oh, I mean, let's just throw it out there for our podcast. A lot of people doing interviews, a lot of people having conversation, a lot of people yeah. um, performing 
just to provide in a time where they can't do it in the traditional sense. I think social media has been a way to provide that um, yeah. for people still while they are stuck at home. Sure. And then movie delays. I want to talk a little bit because a lot of oh, movies have been delayed. I'm so sad. It is awful. It's sad, but it makes sense because the theaters aren't open. But it makes me so sad because going no, to the movies. Makes- Going to the movies is one of my favorite things to do. No, and I can't do that. No, I completely agree. But also, I would say it doesn't make sense. Why not? Because you could sell these movies to Netflix. You could rent them on Amazon for whatever price that you would have made. But see, I don't think it works that way. Amazon has the money. But see, Netflix has the money. Like they all, like you're telling me. So just a second, I'm, I have a pop up and it won't go away. And I just want to read this article because it has all the movies that got suspended. Okay, I, I really want to see Mulan, Black Widow. I'm not as excited about Mulan because it doesn't have the dragon and no songs. Yeah, I'm upset about that, but it does look. It does pretty, look very dark though. It's PG-13. Looks pretty cool. I don't know. Um, no time to die got postponed in November. I but, know, and I was like, "Ah, oh, James Bond." Quiet Place Part Two. Yep. Um, is delayed. No, uh, doesn't have a date here. Why did they push it back to November automatically for No Time to Die? I don't know. They're just like November. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Peter Rabbit too. But did anyone really care about that? I didn't care about the first one. Yeah. Um, apparently now it's in August instead of March, which I suppose it probably was going to come out in March because uh, the end of March because of Easter. Yeah, but so it would probably makes more sense to push that one back to the next in year. April, though. But it comes out at the end of March. <sighs> okay, so, so that's like two like, years for you April. Two, you're saying you have two weekends before Easter. I guess I would have had it come out on Easter. I would have had it come out next year at the same time. I wouldn't have had it come out at all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, fast. Here's here's my most disappointing. Maybe it's Fast and Furious Nine is pushed back a full year. Um, are you being sarcastic? The, no. This is the best worst franchise ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I haven't love these movies. I haven't gone to see. I them. literally can't stand how unbelievable they are, but I love these movies. I haven't gone to see one in a long time. I own all eight on Blu-ray. You? Yeah. Oh gosh, you're a silly man, bro. That it is a great franchise, and for not only it's pushed back a full stinking year. That's crazy, yeah. I wouldn't. And it's I wouldn't been go. three years since the last one. That's pretty extreme. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's been three years since Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Wow. Um, because it was my junior year. I went and saw it with uh, Austin Huntington. I did not go see it, and I'll tell you why. Because I didn't care. <sighs> You're missing out. See, this is where we differ. You've seen Star Wars. I've seen Fast and Furious. 
this is these are two um, very different franchises. <laughs> I don't know if you can compare the two. <laughs> they are uh, both very long franchises, many Sasha. movies. He says, "See, this is the difference between you and me. I've seen Fast and Furious. You've seen Star Wars." She just rolled her eyes. <laughs> no, they're similar in the fact that you know there's nine movies of a of this franchise. Star Wars has uh, a few more. Six. Star Wars has six. Star Wars, no. <clears throat> Star Wars has six. There are three trilogies and then more movies. <clears throat> Star Wars has six. No, that's not right. Star Wars has six movies. That's not true. Star Wars has six movies. <laughs> that's not true. And then there's add-ons and additions. <laughs> There's a whole other. There are three trilogies. Mm, No, Star Wars has six movies, and then there's a few that they made after that. (laughs) (laughs) Which one is a trilogy, and then there's a couple other stories. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like eleven movies. No, there's six. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's there's spinoffs. Let's say that the Lovebirds was postponed. Blue story was postponed. Um, the artist's wife was postponed. The Batman um, stopped production indefinitely. Aww. Yeah. The truth, Mulan is postponed. Um, it hasn't announced a new release date, but they're looking at 2020. The New Mutants was postponed. Um. And it's already been delayed many a time. <laughs> yeah, New Mutants. I kind of just want them to say, this movie is not coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's been in production for like three years. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Antlers? Oh, Antlers. I kind of want to see that. It's a new horror movie that comes out. Yeah, it's pushback. Um, bros? I don't know what Bros is. A Billy Eichner romantic comedy. Billy Eichner. Not yeah. Eichner. Little Mermaid has oh, no. halted production. I forgot about Little Mermaid. Halted production. Shang, the Marvel Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi? and the oh. Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, no. Destin Daniel Creighton. That's oh. uh, production halted. Oh. The last duel starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck was scheduled to shoot. What is that? Never heard of it. I don't know. It's um, early in production. Nightmare Alley uh, was supposed to be in production. It's Guillermo del Toro. Oh, I like Guillermo. It's his movie, and it stars Bradley Cooper. I like Bradley Cooper. That's an odd pairing. Um, Shrunk is postponed. Is that like Shrek? No, it's uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, it's a remake? Yeah. Oh. Or a sequel or something. I never saw those movies. Okay, but I do want to say, I I do want to present my one idea. What? I don't understand why these movies got pushed back when you could say, hey, we know Black Widow was going to... First of all, Disney could take the hit. Second, if you have a movie like Fast and Furious... um, 
So like if you have Black Widow, Disney can take the hit. They could just put that on Disney Plus and force everybody to get Disney Plus. The at least for a month. The um if you have a movie like Fast and Furious, I don't know why you don't say we know Fast and Furious is gonna make a billion dollars. Netflix, we will sell it to you for a billion dollars. I don't think Netflix would buy it. Or you say Amazon will sell it to you for a billion dollars and you can charge people to watch it. I think you overestimate the budgets of these streaming services. (laughs) I just think I just think with movies like that, you know, people are going to watch them. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Maybe you don't sell it for the full price. Like, sure, maybe these companies take somewhat of a hit. But if you say, like, Fast and Furious, you say $500 million. See, I think when you're saying they're going to take somewhat of a hit, I think they stop listening then. Because I think you I think you overestimate the, the production company's uh, interest in people's entertainment rather than their own well-being and their own money. <laughs> That's know? fair. That is fair. <laughs> I, I am all for someone who is saying, we have this movie ready and people love it and people have nothing else to do but watch our movie and they're looking forward PR. to it. In a time of uncertainty, this would be something they would enjoy and I will take a hit to provide that for them in this See, time. I think that'd be a great PR move and I think it would get a lot of attention but I don't think anybody would be willing to actually do it. And until someone and and until a major player such as Black Widow, Fast and Furious are willing to do it, no one will do it. There might be one or two that do it, but it's not going to impact if it's a small movie. Yeah. I also think you overestimate my ability to edit this down into an hour and a half. But. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it has been some time since we've had an episode. That is true. Do you want it to be a really long one? Then? <laughs> yeah, we got to make up for lost time. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, if you want to talk about the yeah, what we're thinking about doing now is since movies aren't coming out, since things have been delayed, and we're all in quarantine, and we don't have a lot of content to pull from. Uh, we're thinking about going back through um, some some older movies uh, or even more recent ones, too, and going through them and kind of doing a breakdown and a review of them just as a fun kind of playful thing to do while we're in quarantine. Uh, and, <laughs> and, you know, something that you guys can listen to, maybe uh, even some of your favorite movies. If you want to write us uh, or message us on social media saying, hey. I'd love it if you guys could talk about this movie and kind of go through it and talk about your favorite parts, talk about what makes it good, what makes it bad. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So just throw us your favorite movies. Um, Cause that's, that's kind of what we're thinking about for the next few episodes, at least until, you know, we're out of this quarantine. Um, so yeah, if you have any ideas for that, throw us some movies. Um, and yeah, we'd love to hear about it. Where can they, uh, where, where, can they send so you, you can hit us up uh, at our email hunter no wait yes I always do this wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You can hit us up at our email, hunterbowshow at gmail.com or on Instagram at hunterbowshow or on Facebook at the Hunter and Bow Show. And I want to give a shout out to Nick Hersonis to be one of the people who sends us something, if for no other reason than to give me his thoughts on the morning show and how they compare with my thoughts. Yeah. That's a good idea. But I also feel like Nick Hersonis could provide a good movie for us to do. True. I think so as well. So anyways, thanks for uh, tuning in for this uh, long-awaited episode of yeah it's only is this the first one since 2020 i don't think so i think we've had one in january (laughs) (laughs) it's been the first in a couple of months at least though uh (laughs) so thanks for tuning in uh we'll we're, we're gonna keep on a consistent schedule now that we have um we're quarantined. Uh, yeah, we're quarantined, and we we're not having te- technical difficulties anymore. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, I say that now, but then when I download this, it's not going to work. So, <laughs> anyways, thanks for listening. You're great. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs>